Hey, welcome to the official podcast of St. Luke Amy Church located in Garland, Texas. I am Pastor Amos St. John. And I am Pastor Jasmine St. John. We are the lead pastors of St. Luke Garland. And we're so excited that you have decided to listen to this podcast. Listen, we pray that the message you are about to hear will bless you right where you are. If you want to know any more information about our church, you can visit us at stlukegarland.org. Now, get ready for the word. Ah, Hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't you cry. (laughs) Don't you cry, because he is not dead. We serve a risen Savior. Come on, St. Luke, let's give God praise on this Resurrection Sunday. We serve a risen Savior. And for that simple fact alone, we ought to give God praise. My God, my God, thank you so much, worship team, for setting an atmosphere as we get ready to just share the message of hope through this. It's, it's, it starts off really sad. You know, the last two Sundays we talked about on the road to that tree where Jesus uh, is on the road to Jerusalem, knowing that he is uh, going to face this dark and difficult time. And the closer he gets to Jerusalem, the closer he gets to this, uh, to, the, to, the, to, to Calvary, you sense that, that there's a heaviness. <laughs> to the point you, you, you hear about uh, the prayer in, in the Garden of Gethsemane where he said, Lord, take this, if, <laughs> this cup from me. It's, it's too heavy. Knowing that he was going to be betrayed, they rejected him. They basically uh, it was like, this is not uh, uh, the, the Messiah. They didn't believe him. They were, but they, they, there was a crowd that, that said, Hosanna. Last week we celebrated. Hosanna means save us. They uh, considered him a savior. But I, 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 you know what? I don't believe they believed what they were just shouting about because this was the same crew of people who shouted Hosanna. While Jesus was on trial, they were screaming, crucify him. You know, this week, uh, you know, there's this trial of uh, the, the fallen officer from Minneapolis who uh, murdered uh, George Floyd, uh, officer, former officer Chauvin. Uh, but this week, there was something that really struck me. It was this, uh, this the six year, 61-year-old witness named Charles McMillan. Everybody may have seen the different coverages in the news about this young, this man, this young man was on the stand, literally broken in tears. Basically, this man witnessed the entire tragedy for George Floyd from, from the, because he lived above the, the super, this, this little small supermarket where George Floyd walked out of, which ended up dying a few moments later. Charles was overcome with emotions as he witnessed the different footage, brand new footage he may not have saw, seen before of that actual day of tragedy. Uh, it, was, it was so overwhelming if you saw this moment with, with Charles on the stand. Uh, he, cu- he couldn't contain himself because he was reminded that an innocent man, was life was taken. And it could have been avoided. And he shares that he even confronted this officer after uh, uh, George Floyd was taken away in his lifeless body. And we hear, begin to hear, 
this former officer basically share his position as to why he did what he did. Jesus came to, from heaven to earth to show us this way. He was betrayed. 30 pieces of silver. Judas, I don't think Judas realized what he was doing, but he did it because of greed and selfish need. And he, he didn't realize how serious this moment was. You know why? Since that he didn't realize, because when Jesus was sentenced to death, it hit him and struck him to the point that he tried to go back and give back the money that he got by betraying Jesus. He didn't realize this, this, this is not a joke. They wanted to kill Jesus. They plotted. They couldn't kill Jesus while he was in amongst crowd. The crowd kind of was like saving him because as long as Jesus was amongst his crowd, they knew that, you know what, these people will turn against us and they will, they will kill us. So you know what, we need to find a plan when Jesus is alone. Isn't that what the enemy try to do sometimes? He waits till you are alone to get in your mind and to try to distract you, to try to throw you off and try to pull you away from the will of God. So they waited till Jesus was alone to execute this plot, to arrest him. And one of his own, Judas. And Jesus knew all this was going to happen. And that's the, that's. Imagine see, knowing that, you know what, you're going to be rejected, you're going to be betrayed, you're going to be uh, 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 sentenced to death, you're going <laughs> you're gonna, to you're gonna die. Jesus knew it. And he still considered Judas a friend. <laughs> Woo! Lord, that is such a sting. But you know what? That just shows you the grace that God walks in, the grace that Jesus came in. He loves you. He even loved, he even gave grace to the robber, the man that was next to him say, Lord, when you get to paradise, make a space for me, make room for me. And Jesus said, you know what? You will, you will, you will, you will reign with me in paradise. You will be with me in paradise. All the crimes that this man is justly <laughs> accused of. And he was sentenced to death with Jesus, an innocent man. And Jesus still forgave and still welcomed him into the parad into paradise. You know what? It was all worth it because we are standing here today because he decided to die. He decided to give his life. Now, yes, he had all capabilities of just <laughs> letting it go and and, 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 and and bypassing all the suffering he could have just used all the <laughs> the power that he is that he he consumes as the son of God and bypassed all that but he decided to die he decided to die see Jesus knew what it was like to wait for a set time to begin his ministry. Jesus knew about doubters. 
and naysayers. Jesus knew what it was like to go against tradition. Jesus knew what it was like to deal with backstabbers and thieves among his close circle. Jesus knew what it was like to have those who were closest to you set you up. Jesus knew what it was like to be falsely accused. Jesus knew about injustice. Jesus knew about abandonment. Jesus knew about disappointment. And Jesus knew about pain. You see, Jesus knew what it was like to be praised one day and spit on the next. Jesus knew what it was like to live among what we call cancel culture. Uh, Jesus went through it so that in times like these, when we feel like nobody else feels like we feel and nobody else is going through what we're going through, we can declare at least with some confidence that Jesus knows all about our troubles. He will guide us till the day is done. And Jesus, fully human and fully divine, died on the cross. He gave up his life. He laid down his life for you and for me. He he took the flogging. He took the nails in his hands and in his feet. He took the thorns in his skull and the piercing in his side and died a miserable death that night on that tree so that we would never have to die for our sins. Uh, God's love came down to this earth in flesh and dwelt among us so that we, uh, so that he might feel and empathize with us. The beings that God himself created to be just a little lower than the angels themselves, just to worship the one who took on sin, who could not sin himself. Jesus put himself in our shoes and took on our consequences of sin just so that we never, ever have to. The consequence of sin at that time was death. And Jesus decided to die. That hill called Golgotha, Jesus not only died for the ones who were at the feet of the cross, but he thought enough of us in his divine wisdom and grace to die for us as well. He bowed his head and he gave up his spirit, but aren't you glad? that the story did not end there. Ah, let us look to the book of John for what happens next. John 19, beginning at verse 38, says in the NLT version that there was a hidden figure at the cross. Ah, there was this man by the name of Joseph of Arimathea who was a secret disciple of Jesus. And he was there and he asked Pilate, could he take Jesus down from the cross and Pilate granted him permission then verse 39 says with him came Nicodemus the man who comes to Jesus at night and he brought about 75 pounds of perfumed ointment made from myrrh and aloes following Jewish 
burial custom, they wrapped Jesus's body with the spices in a sheet of linen cloth. The place of the crucifixion was near a garden where there was a new tomb that had never been used before. And so, because it was the day of preparation for the Jewish Passover, and since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. That is where they thought the story would end. That is where they thought Jesus would remain. Someone say early Sunday morning. Ah, early Sunday morning, Matthew 28, beginning at verse 1, says early on Sunday morning as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit that tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake for the angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone and sat on it. And his face shone like lightning and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him and they fell into a faint, a dead faint. And then the angel spoke to the Lord and said, don't be afraid, he said. I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Just as he said would happen. Come see where the body was lying. And now go quickly and tell the disciples that he has risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The woman ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him and grasped his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers, leave for Galilee and I will see them there. You see, beloved, you cannot stay at the place of death and loss. You cannot stay at the place of what once was. You cannot stay at the place of what used to be. You cannot stay at the place of how it used to be done. You cannot stay at the place of what it used to look like. Stone has been rolled away and it has removed the dead things and the dead situations out of our lives. He is risen just like he said he would. And the only thing that is surprising on that day is that his word was kept. And if it is true, then it is true for us today. He has risen. And what the word reminds us is that if we stay in the place of death, we will never get the chance to see the gift of life. Jesus told the women to go tell the disciples to go before him to Galilee and he would meet them there. The women were frightened probably surprised at seeing Jesus who days before had been lying dead 
on the cross. But they were filled with joy because he lives. He reminded them the message that was given to them by the angel to tell the disciples to go before him. This Resurrection Sunday, come to remind you that you cannot stay at the place of the tomb. You cannot look for things to change among the living while wallowing around the grave of things that did not go as planned. It's easy to get stuck in the graveyard of past mistakes and past hurts and past disappointments. But if you get up from that place, you will see Jesus. You will see the Jesus changed your life. You will see the Jesus that kept your mind. You will see the Jesus that kept your family. You will see the Jesus that has been providing for you. You will see the Jesus that has been sustaining you through this COVID season. You will see the Jesus that knows best for you. You will see the Jesus that can take little and make it much. You will see the Jesus that can lift the heavy burden and take on the weight of this whole world. Today, we are declaring hallelujah. It is the highest praise for the Savior has indeed risen this morning. He has defeated death and has declared victory. Death could not hold him down. He is the risen King. So let's worship. Hallelujah. Stripes, we are healed by his nail pierced hands. We're free by his blood. We're washed clean. Now we have the victory. Power of sin. The power of sin is broken. Jesus overcame it all. He is one of it. He is one of it. Jesus has won it all. Oh, say hallelujah. Let's lift a high praise and say hallelujah. You have won it all.
Our God is risen. Our God is risen. He is alive. Won the victory. He reigns on high. Let's declare victory. Come on, say. Our God is risen. He is alive. He's won the victory. He's won the He reigns on high. Our God is
to accept this risen Savior, this Jesus, into your heart. Listen, when he died on the cross over 2,000 years ago, he died for this very reason, so that you could have the gift of eternal life. The way in which you receive it is but one way, and that is through Jesus Christ. I'm offering you the invitation this morning to accept him as your Lord and Savior. You may be saying, Pastor, how how can I accept this invitation? And I'm glad that you asked. It's as simple as confessing with your mouth that he is indeed our Lord and Savior. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I am sorry. Forgive me now of my sins. I'm asking that you come into my heart. Clean me up. Make me new. God, I ask that you come into my life and restore me. I believe that you were born. I believe that you died. But I declare and believe that you rose and you're coming back again one day. It's in Jesus' name that I declare this day that I am saved. I am saved. I am saved. Come on and bless the name of the Lord right where you are for those of you who are giving your life to Christ and for those of you who desire to join our church this morning. I pray that you are going ahead and you can email us here at St. Luke. Whether you have accepted Christ, whether you're joining the church, email us right now at info at stlukegarland.org and we will walk this out with you. We're so excited for you this morning, this Resurrection Sunday, for the saved souls that have been coming forth and are on the way. Be blessed. Hey, family, we pray that this word has encouraged and inspired you. And right where you are, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so that you can listen to the word of God each and every single week. If you want to know more information about St. Luke Garland or if you want to sew, please visit our website at stlukegarland.org. We'll see you next week.